This is the podcast from Connection Community Church for this Palm Sunday, April 17th, 2011. Letting go. So Connection Church, it's Palm Sunday. It's a day when we wave palms because we recognize that the people waved palm branches at Jesus and as Jesus rode triumphantly toward Jerusalem. The word for today is Hosanna. Hosanna, yeah. Hosanna. Hosanna. Doesn't it just feel good to say, Hosanna, say it loud one more time. Hosanna. Hosanna. There you go. Hosanna comes from a Hebrew word, Hosanna, which means basically, please save or save us, we pray. And it came to be a cry of praise and adoration in Jesus' time as we hear the people shout to him as he rides into town, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. One more time. Hosanna. Hosanna. Yeah. And so the words on the screen are Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. And that's what they said over and over again. Let's do it again. Hosanna, Hosanna Hosanna in in the the highest. My name's Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we're two sinners who have been saved by the awesome grace, the undeserved grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, we do thank you that we can say Hosanna in a country that's free. And Lord, help us now set aside the distractions of the day and focus on this journey of Hosanna all the way to the cross. We thank you and praise you this day and all days. And all Connection Church said, Amen. And so Jesus rides triumphant into Jerusalem. He and the disciples are coming to town for the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Passover feast. It was one of three primary uh, Jewish festivals that they celebrated. Um, That's why he's coming into Jerusalem. But why... Why in this particular fashion? Why is it that he rides in on a donkey? That, that's a good question because at this point, Jesus is a wanted man. If you live back in that time, his picture might have been posted in different places, wanted. And we see this found in John chapter 11. This is set right now. This passage is just before the Passover, just before that triumphal entry, John chapter 11. But the chief priests, And the Pharisees had given orders that anyone who found out where Jesus was should report it so that they might arrest him. You get a picture of what's going on here. Not a good time. In fact, anybody else might have kind of snuck into town quietly, maybe in that cloak of darkness. But not Jesus. Not then. In fact... He rides in on a donkey in a parade fashion, rides in on a donkey for everyone to see, not fearful, but triumphant. And he rides in on a donkey. That's an interesting choice of uh, transportation, transportation in terms of what it says to the people watching. In our society, it would say, what? Don't, we would usually have somebody, if especially if we call this the triumphal entry, riding in on a big stallion, right? But he's riding in on a donkey. 
And, and we think of that as a sign of humility and, um, and that he's showing his humble spirit, and perhaps that's part of it. But he's also riding in on a donkey because he is king. And, and what that does, we know that from an Old Testament uh, prophecy that is fulfilled right here as we see him ride into town, an Old Testament prophecy from Zechariah. And it says this, it says, Rejoice greatly, <clears throat> daughter Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you. See the word there, king. Your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. There's a Bible scholar, his name is William Barclay, and he tells us something that we found quite interesting, that a donkey was not the lowly beast that we consider it today in this country. In fact, it was noble. He said that only in wars did kings come in riding upon horses, but when kings came in peace, they rode a donkey. And so Jesus rides into Jerusalem, the king of peace, the king of love, on a donkey. Not on a horse, on a stallion, as Alan said, like this conquering military hero that the people wanted, but as a humble king on a donkey. So our focus today, though, is where did Jesus get that donkey? And we'll go back to the scripture that was shared on the video a few minutes ago. Jesus went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples saying to them, go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Say, the Lord needs it. Those who were sent ahead went and found it just as he had told them. And they were un- as they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? And they replied, the Lord needs it. Now, perhaps Jesus had arranged with the owner of the donkey ahead of time, telling them that when the disciples came, you know, the the code word was the Lord needs it, and they would release the donkey. You know, maybe that's one scenario. Perhaps Jesus knew the owner's heart, knew them so well that they would just unselfishly release the donkey. Perhaps... The owners were so surprised when that knock came at the door that they didn't know what to even do, and so they just let the animal go. No matter what the the scenario is of this, check this out. The disciples were told to go to take a donkey that wasn't theirs from someone that they didn't know. Now, they must have felt pretty uneasy doing that. And, you know, we might not think it's such a big deal. I mean, come on, it's a donkey, right? Now, a guy named Oz Hillman, who has a thing called Marketplace Meditations, he paints a little p- different picture in his February 20th devotion in Marketplace Meditations, which, by the way, is very good devotional material, according, uh, on the Internet. According to Oz, back in those days, it wasn't just a donkey. In those days, the donkey was a primary means for distributing goods and services. A donkey represented commerce in the scriptures. And so basically, Jesus was telling the disciples to take what was the equivalent uh, in our society, someone's truck. And in fact, probably someone's work truck. Now, if you who out here have a work truck, if you give it up, that means you can't 
And in the scripture, it doesn't say it was the Sabbath. If, if Jesus was working this hard on the Sabbath, they probably would have told us because they get all upset about that, right? That we can't be sure. But if it wasn't the Sabbath, that would mean it was a work day. So if he's given up his work truck on a work day, that means that he's not able to do what he would normally do, right? It's an interesting picture, isn't it? And, then, and so Jesus um, rides this donkey into town to bring glory to God and to remind everyone that he is the king, king of glory, prince of peace, the Lord of love, as he rides in. So the question becomes this. How about you? How about you? Do you have a donkey that the Lord is in need of? Do you have a donkey that the Lord has need of? You know, your donkey is going to probably look a lot different than the donkey that the owners had to release, you know, the real thing. But the Lord may need your donkey just the same. You know, there are lots of different donkeys, aren't they? They come in a lot of different shapes and sizes. So oftentimes, oftentimes they are material type things, just like the donkey in our story this morning. Um, sometimes it takes the shape of a house. <laughs> sometimes the shape of a car or something like that. Or some other thing that belongs to the Lord, but the Lord has allowed us to use, at least on a temporary basis. I remember when we were first starting the church here, thinking <laughs> that, that picture of Ted and his dad, wasn't Ted just so young and innocent up 19 there? 19 years old, wow. Unbelievable. I had to bring it up, Ted, sorry. He's so young. <laughs> anyway, uh, when we were first starting at church back then, uh, we were in a Bible study, some of us who were starting it. It's called Experiencing God, um, uh, Knowing God, and Knowing and Doing the Will of God. If you ever have the opportunity, I would encourage you to do that Bible study because it's just incredible. But be, uh, be aware, because you will be transformed if you take it seriously. Yeah. Well, anyway. several weeks into the Bible study, there was um, a really young couple who found themselves in kind of a bad place. Their, their car had given up on them, and they had no resources. They had no more transportation. They needed a car, and they weren't in a position to get one. And so there was another couple in the group who the Lord said, release your donkey. Not in those words, but give him your car. Now, the give him your car wasn't because they were planning on getting another car. That wasn't even on the radar. But they were to sacrificially give the car. And this couple did, with a, they were a one-car family for a really long, months and months, and I don't even know how many months. Now, those of us who have to share a car in a family, you know how hard that is? Yeah, it is hard. It's really hard. And so, but that's what the Lord asked them to do, to release their donkey, their car, and they let it go. Mm. Yeah, we know another family in the church here who, well, they needed a furnace, you know. And, um, but it wasn't a good time financially. We, we've all had that, maybe not a furnace, but it's where something big goes and it's just not the right time. And, and it wasn't a good time to be borrowing money anyway. Well, they're part of a small group. And their small group heard of this need and they, mm, they put their money together so that they would have heat. Wow. Now, the, the, the family who got the heater, they planned to return the donkey at some point. But 
it's probably not going to be immediate or in the very near future. And, and that small group knew that, and still they were willing to put their donkeys together, so to speak, so that this family would have heat. Wow. Over and over and over again, we've had the privilege of seeing many of you let go of your donkeys when the Lord has need of it. Several years ago, and we we tell this story because it's part of our DNA, we um, had a dear friend, Pastor Koshi Baby, many of you have heard him speak. He was standing right here. And he was sharing how God had him pregnant with a thousand children, right, Steve and Debbie? Thousand children that he wanted to open a school in the slums of New Delhi, right across from his church. And so as we're sitting in the service, this Holy Spirit just keeps hitting me. And I usually don't get up and talk about money or trying to raise some money or whatever, but just kept hitting me that we needed to do something here because this land needed to be bought for these thousand kids. So we talk about 48,000, 1,000 kids, that's $48 a kid. Like each service, we got a little bit more on this thing and, and saying, how many kids would you like to basically adopt? How, how many $48 is, are you willing to, to take on? Uh, and the best part was we had six weeks to do it, six weeks to raise 48000 And we weren't going to do, you know, go out and sell things. We weren't going to do the typical fundraising. It was basically how, how big... How willing are you to dig into your pocket deeply? And basically, that was the only day we talked about it, that day, in between those three services. Several months later, I had the, the pleasure and privilege of going to India, Steve and I and, and my daughter, Devin, and, and we handed Koshi $48,000, thanks to what you all were able to do. And, and what's really cool is a couple years later, Terry was able to go and actually see that school that had been built on that land and the kids who Koshi had given birth to, so to speak, and to see the difference the donkeys that were given made in those kids' lives. Wow. The donkeys that the Lord has need of is not always material in nature. Sometimes the donkey is time. Sometimes it's talent. Sometimes it's all of us. And that's why the Holy Spirit has given each one of us who believe in Jesus a spiritual gift. Every single person who claims Christ as their Savior has been given a gift that's used to share, to build up the kingdom of God. It's called a spiritual gift. They come in forms of encouragement. Some of you just can't help yourself, Margie Goodyear, to write cards to everybody that you know. That's the gift of encouragement. Other people have the gift of helps. I'll tell you what, they're out in all these rooms right now with our kids. They're setting up coffee. They're out in the parking lot or the gift of encouragement, or the gift, I think I already said that, the gift of leadership, the gift of administration. Those of you who are involved in teams that just need to get things shored up, the gift of creativity. Each one of you has a gift. If you don't know what your gift is, we encourage you to really dig deep into that. And we have something called Network. It's a course that uh, will be offered on 
May 14th from 8 to 3 to discover your spiritual gifts. We hope that you'll take part in that if you have. And it's hard to use a gift if you don't know what it is. That's why we have network. You know, probably the greatest donkey each of us has to give is the, uh, is, is the ability to serve. Because no matter where, where we're at, no matter how talented we are in what area, but we can serve. Uh, I've seen people who are uh, severely uh, physically handicapped still able to serve. Ser- serving basically knows no bounds, and it's serving I- in the church and also beyond the walls of the church. You know, Matthew 20, 28, Jesus said this. He, says, he said that he came not to, serve, so to be served, but to serve. I came not to be served, but to serve. Yeah. As Christ followers, then, we are called to serve as well. And hopefully we serve where we're spiritually gifted. That's kind of what the plan is, you know. And, and the thing is, if you're not currently serving, uh, you're really missing out on uh, an opportunity to connect with God and to see what God can do through you for kingdom building and kingdom work. Um, I would encourage you, we try to help people find an area of service. We have something called iServe. There's some brochures out on the table, out in the corner, in that lobby, out that way, table with all the stuff on it by the information booth. Pick up an iServe brochure. It has a lot of ideas for places to serve. You might say, oh, that sounds like fun. And six weeks in, you go, that wasn't fun. Um, (laughs) Get another brochure. We we won't want, we'll get you another brochure. That's okay until we find a place that's fun, (laughs) okay? Because where you serve should be building, not draining. It should be uh, uh, charging your battery. And we would encourage you to get your battery charged through, through, through servanthood. And uh, there you go. Make a difference. What does the Lord ask you to let go of? That's what we're talking about, letting go. Now, it might be, it might not be any of the things that we just shared. It might be something that you have been carrying around for a really long time that's just weighting you down. It could be unforgiveness it could be shame it could be an addiction that has a hold of you you know when we carry that stuff we're not freed up to serve the lord what is the lord asking you to let go of to surrender you know scripture tells us that the donkey that Jesus rode into town on had never been ridden before. Did you catch that in the scripture? It had never been ridden before. That's pretty incredible to me because when I think about it, it it would be equivalent to somebody saying, okay, here's my truck, but they had never (laughs) been in it to drive it even once. So they were really, really releasing something to the Lord, their best, and isn't that what we should do to give our best? Especially considering what the Lord was doing for us as we take a look at his journey from Palm Sunday to the cross. 
we started the service with shouts of Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. But just four days later, those shouts of praise and honor turned to shouts of crucify, crucify, crucify. Letting go. What is the Lord calling you to let go of? It's important to remember what happened between Palm Sunday and Easter. Because if we don't, things don't make sense. You know, we sing Hosanna, and then on Easter we go, Hallelujah! And we go, Well, he's risen. What's the big deal? Well, you don't know what the big deal is unless you travel with Christ this week that's coming up. We call it the Passion. The Passion of Christ is when he was, they were no longer shouting Hosanna and waving palms, but they were, uh, he had a, uh, one of his disciples kissing him on the cheek to identify him as the one that they should arrest and strip and beat and hang on a cross to die as a common criminal. When we go through that with Christ, then all of a sudden, hallelujah on Easter makes sense because he's risen from the dead. This is a tough week. This is a tough Sunday to preach because in the old days you just say, Palm Sunday and leave waving the palm branches, but we don't do that. We want to make sure that everybody knows what happens between now and Easter, or else it doesn't make sense. But the better way to know what happens, we would encourage you this week to come to the service on Holy Thursday and Good Friday. If you can't make both, make one of them. The other thing you do is on Friday, this place is open from 6 in the morning until the service that night. There'll be prayer stations set up. You can go at your own uh, pace and walk with Christ through his last hours. If you want to really understand what Easter's all about, walk through his last hours, then he has risen has a whole lot of <laughs> whole lot of meaning that it may not have had before if you haven't con- considered where Christ went for you and for me. You know, when we consider the price that Jesus paid for our salvation, and we can't earn that, and no matter what we do, it's, it doesn't get us that. Jesus gave us that free of cost, that he died for us, not because of what we did, but because he loves us. But when we consider that what Jesus gave us his very life so that you and I wouldn't lose ours, <laughs> all of a sudden giving up a donkey doesn't like, seem like such a big deal, does it? When you think about it. And so as we follow Jesus from Palm Sunday to the cross, Give some thought to the question that we posed a few minutes ago. Which one of your donkeys does the Lord need? What donkey does the Lord need for you to let go of? And what are you going to do in order to respond to the Lord? You're going to have, and I can speak from experience, an incredible unsettledness in your spirit. Nothing will make sense. You'll try to fit all kinds of things in until you let go of the donkey that the Lord is asking for. As we close today, the steps are open for prayer so that you can pray about that. The Lord loves it when we pray can also pray from your seats. And we also have a prayer corner in the back where Bruce and Lisa would love to pray with you as well.
So take some time. What donkey is the Lord asking you to let go of today? Let's pray. Almighty God, it is really hard to let go of some things that we think are ours. But everything is yours. Help us truly understand that. And so if you're asking us to let go of some material things, help us do that joyfully. If it's letting go of time or some gifts, help us do that as well. And we know that you call all of us to serve you with everything that we've got. God, if it's letting go of some kind of burden, some kind of sin that just binds us, Help us leave lighter today than when we came in before. We thank you and praise you for your love and for your grace, for your mercy. We pray this in the name of Jesus and by the power of God's Holy Spirit and all of Connection Church said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers.